This is the Todd and Friends Podcast. I don't like to waffle on predictions. That doesn't mean I always hope I'm right. Oh, what's he going to do? Oh, come on. I'm with you. So, thank uh, you. Yeah, I'm with you. Todd, I knew we'd agree on something here. From the KWLM Sports Studio. With thanks to Heritage Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Here's Todd Bergaff. Hey, thanks for joining us for the podcast once again today. Joining us on the road, headed for Deer Camp, is our friend Jeff Ash. And, and a special guest along as well today, too, Lefty. That is right. My son, Brooksy, he's, he's riding co-pilot with me today, heading up to deer camp. So the annual tradition continues. How many years now have you been doing this? Oh, boy. I always say that I started uh, when I was in sixth grade. So <laughs> A little while ago. <laughs> so, yeah, so that would be, what, 35 plus another about six. So, yeah, probably, yeah, 40 years. 40 plus years. Right? Yeah, that's yeah. right. And did you hunt with Holy your cow. did you hunt with your grandfather then? Well, uh, that's kind of that's the story actually. The year that my parents bought the property that we hunt on, it's forty acres north of Pine River. Uh, the year that they bought that, my dad always hunted with uh, my mom's dad with so, but my grandpa, my grandpa Bert, and uh, I was always looking forward to hunting with him. It was always this big to do. They would get together and, you know, sight in rifles out at the farm, and they'd get together and talk about who's sitting in what stand and doing this and when are we leaving and who's riding together. I mean, back in those days, they'd jam about four guys in a single-cap pickup, you know, with a copper <laughs> on it, you know, and that's that's how they'd go. But so I, I want to say it was like 1981, 1982. Um, actually, the fall of that year, my grandpa had a heart attack. That was the year I was going to go start deer hunting and he passed away oh gosh so i right. never i never got to hunt with my grandpa but um my dad purchased this property and we have been there ever since basically so it's become a tradition my uncle my or my uncle my cousin brad and his son brandon marcus uh they're they're awesome we get to uh see them every year up there they contribute a lot to the property and everything that we do i'm actually borrowing his camper today actually i'm pulling that up even so, and then uh, my, my brother, uh, brother-in-law, Joey and Jay, and their boys now are starting to all be hunters, uh, my two boys. So it's it's a real family deal for us and something that we don't like to miss um, or take for granted. I know you and I have talked about it for a few years now. Yeah. You've never really experienced deer camp. I know you know it's a right. thing, but yep, yep. Uh, it's kind of a, I don't, I don't know, it's, it's just something you you don't really try to miss if you can't and we just try to keep it going every year of course we'd love to shoot up a bunch of big deer every year but it's a lot more than that for us too just because it was kind of my dad's favorite thing but yeah we're on our way we got about a three hour drive and uh, we'll get set up and um actually uh, we usually talk about volleyball that's really coming to a close here we have three matches left they happen to be playing in bemidji tonight what are the odds of that <laughs> so we'll We'll get our we'll get our deer stands up, uh, and I'll, I'll bolt up to Bemidji. It's about seventy miles north, and uh, watch Piper play and, and Augie and the girls play tonight. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, what great timing! That, that's uh, I think I Kismet. Uh, it it just happens to work out perfectly on that same weekend. Uh, that's outstanding. You're gonna get to do all of that. Yeah, you're right. I've never got to, but my stepdad, uh, who has been married now to my mom for thirty years or so. He's been going to uh, Deer Camp up by Floodwood for sixty years, going back to when he oh, was yeah. uh, when he was in his teenage years, and and so he flies back from Arizona because they've been snowbirds for. 
25 years, I think. Okay. And uh, so he flies oh, yeah. back. So he flew into the cities last night uh, where his uh, son picked him up or his daughter. And uh, then we'll uh, take him to a vehicle. He has a vehicle parked in Minneapolis at, at my aunt and uncle's. And he'll drive up there. So I know you guys that go to deer camp, he wouldn't miss that for the world. He's 82 years old now, too. Yeah. Yeah, I know that. Um and that I've passed on to my boys and uh, my brother has and my brother. So it's, you don't really have to, it's, you don't really have to promote it. You don't really have to push it on them. It's just like you, you just got to experience it and then you're, you're kind of caught into it. It's super contagious. And like I said, it's, I love being in the woods. So I'm, I'm, I gravitate to the woods regardless. Mm. Like it wouldn't be as fun for me to sit out over an open field of dirt and open deer runs by the fence line. I, I find peace up in the woods, uh, so if that for me, I, in the morning and the sun coming up and, you know, the pain, uh, that remains to be seen. But over those number of years that we talked about, obviously there's nothing cooler than trees with my dad yet, but nothing cooler than family and boys. The girls have interest in this, so I don't really see that in their future, but I, to have them up too, but the, the boys love it. Uh, Carter, he's he's driven when he played for the Mavs. Uh, he would wherever he was at on this weekend, whether it was just for one day, he'd always make an effort to drive up in his his old vehicle. He'd drive four hours sometimes just to be able to sit in the stand for one day. And um, you know, you might think it's not worth it, but for some reason, it certainly seems to be. Yeah, no doubt. So, uh, uh, yeah. someone, I'll ask you questions as a as a non hunter. Uh, so, do you okay. have do you have your license already? Then before you go up there, or do you get it when you get there? Yeah. So we happen to be we're kind of in a tough area right now that's really been affected by wolves mm-hmm. and predators. So oh, wow. our deer population is not not super strong. So we used to be a choice, which would mean you could decide if you wanted to shoot a buck or a doe. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're a youth, I believe that's sixteen and under. If you're a youth, you can still you still have choice, so they they can still shoot a a doe. Um, but this year we actually went to a doe permit, so you actually had to draw in a lottery for a permit to be able to shoot a doe. So to answer your question, um, most of the guys got them early because they wanted to submit in for doe permits. Sure, I bought mine this week. Um, a lot of times it's tradition that we'll stop along the way, whether it's runnings, whether we got a fleet farm up in Long Prairie. There's just certain traditional stops that we have that we like to go in and you know spend money that we probably don't need to but um it's all part of it but yeah we do have our licenses already yeah and and what do you shoot then uh how do you take the deer down yeah we we're rifle so that's Mm -hmm. the only thing i've really known when i was super young just starting i had a shotgun that i used up there but we are a rifle zone so Mm. we can shoot high high powered rifles so like i shoot a seven millimeter uh, carter shoots the same brooksy shoots my my dad's thirty out six actually, which is cool. So uh, we all shoot rifles. Yep. Yeah, what uh, two eighty seven, which is the one uh, north of Highway twelve uh, down here. That that isn't you can't use uh, rifles in that zone. So yeah, it's interesting how state by state, zone by zone, it's it's kind of different. So uh, how many of you will there be, and what do you think the success rate will be? Give me an over under on the number of guys that are going to take down a deer this weekend. Well, you always have to be optimistic, right? That's yeah. part of it, and. I have shot some nice bucks, but never have ever shot a trophy. Mm. We have taken some very nice bucks off of our property. And, again, that's over a long span of time. 
But with the idea that over whatever I said, 30, 40 years, that I've really never shot a big buck, I still show up every year thinking this could be the year because that's just the way hunting works. I mean, there's crazy stories every year. There's, you know, Facebook now and social media plasters that stuff all over. So you see people's stories and, and things like that. So, I mean, there's always a chance. It's kind of kind of like the chip in a chair that you would reference with a poker game. <laughs> right. As long yeah. as I'm in that stand, as long as I'm in the woods, there's a chance the big boy could come by. So yeah. we will have, let's see, one, two. Carter is not 100% sure because he started a new job this week. Mm-hmm. And he's got to work tomorrow, but there's a chance he'll come up tomorrow. Uh, my brother and his two boys, so that's five or six of us, eight. So we'll probably have eight, I would say, is yeah. what we're looking at. All right, Brooksy? Yep. Yeah. So we'll probably have eight. Um, I would honestly say the over-under this year. I would, and part of it is the fact that most of us aren't in it to shoot a doe, but we didn't get anything last year, so we had no meat. So I wouldn't mind at least making sure we get something at some point this year but i'd say the over under is three i'm gonna say is that pretty standard or you know how's the deer population Uh, up there it's low it's down uh we actually did we get one last year i think we got so oh 36 hours yeah i i literally and i'm pretty good about i sit in my stand as long as anybody does like i will sit there from you know, half hour before sunrise until half hour after sun. I won't sit there the whole time. But I'm pretty good about sitting there. I'll usually go up during the week at least today. Second weekend you can hunt again. Like, we can hunt all week um, up there. And I do not hardly remember seeing a deer last year. It was a bad wow. year. Brooksy saw one. But two years ago, Brooksy shot a really nice buck during the week when we went up there. And, you know, like I said, you just you never know. We've got cameras up. You know, we've seen a couple here and there but nothing crazy and but i guess um it's kind of one of those that that's when you say here so that's what you usually say right when you know you're not going to get them it isn't really about the deer that's right so or or when you know you're not going to shoot a good it's really not about the score right (laughs) right no not at all doesn't matter i'm just out here to have fun with my friends or my family it doesn't matter if we have success or not (laughs) that's right (laughs) yeah if if you pay attention you know how competitive competitive i am so i mean it it gets easy to think you know this is a lot of work or what it is and the fact that i don't know if we're going to see anything we're going to drink ours up there we got um once the blood starts flowing and uh, you're out there i don't know it's the the larry fleet song where i find god uh if you ever listen to that um talks about being in the deer stand that's where you can find god hmm. i can attest yeah, that's terrific. Yeah. So uh, let's talk Vikings a little bit. We could bring Brooks in on the conversation here, too. He's sitting there, right? So, uh, Brooks, uh, give me best-case scenario for the Vikings now going forward uh, that Kirk Cousins is gone. What is the best-case scenario and one that you think is relatively possible? Don't say best-case scenario is winning the Super Bowl. you got to believe that it could actually happen for him. What do you think is going to go happen here? Honestly... I don't. I don't really know. I think it's going to be pretty interesting with the new QB situation. If Jaron Hall plays well, you got to stick with him, don't you? For sure. Lefty, what do you think? Uh, Vikings can they still make the playoffs, or are they going to take enough? They'll take a step back from Cousins, sure. obviously. But will it be yeah. so far that that might keep them out of the playoff picture? 
And I have to back up a second. I have to, and I tried to the last couple of weeks, give Kirk his due. Um, there's things he was doing this year, and I, and I think it was a culmination of our line getting better and giving him a little bit more time because mm-hmm. he's a quarterback that needs time. You know, he, mm-hmm. he stays in the pocket a while, but we were actually creating that pocket, and boy, was he completing passes at a high clip. And, yeah. and he was our best chance to continue what we had going there. You know, my argument isn't so much game in and game out. It's the big games. It's getting us to the Super Bowl. That, that's my argument. So right, right. not hating on Kirk. It's just that. But anyway. It's just watching really him watching him with a critical eye. Yes. That's all you're doing. Yeah. Yes. Yep. I think I'm really going to miss him like, and appreciate what he did bring. Of course, the um, the realist in me knows they're from to this year. So did I want that to happen already? I don't know. I mean, if we if if we rattle off the wins with our, the way our schedule is, we have a great chance with the next like four games. Is it? Yeah. You know that I, I would say that we have a chance to be favored or very close to being favored with teams that are going to have as the same or worse record than us. Um, but if we were to drop one or two of those, it was going to really hurt us anyway. So I think it's a kind of an interesting opportunity to get to see him. I'm not real pumped about the whole Dobbs thing or anything. I'd rather because he's not a long term. Solution, no. I don't think so. He's a journeyman. For me, I, yeah, I'm kind of excited to see what he can bring. Um, he'll probably bring a different spark to the team, and you know, he's he's got some great weapons to use. Uh, so I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. Maybe would be the way to think, but I think we can definitely scrape out a couple wins here with him. I do. Yeah. Wouldn't look at around the league. Look at how many quarterbacks. I mean, to me, like watching Tennessee last night, even say Pittsburgh. It's almost like you can write the script for a Steelers game. I mean, yeah. Tennessee looked like the better team, but then all of a sudden they can't do anything in the second half. But, but look at all the quarterbacks that are getting a little bit of a taste and having some success. The biggest thing is that I think you could see some instant success because there's no film on them, yeah. and that seems to happen. And then these coaches, they get, they get a couple games under their belt, and then all of a sudden things get a lot more difficult for these young QBs. Yeah, that's right. Kind of as Brock Purdy's finding out a little bit. Now, I've been a critical the last two weeks. He's turned the ball over uh, some, but then I watch uh, some of his video broken down on afternoon NFL Talk TV, which I love to watch. And, uh, you know, and they're showing, no, he's still making great throws. Sure, he's made a mistake or two, but it isn't a complete collapse. So we'll see on him. But really, the Vikings are hoping that they've found their Brock Purdy. Now, they aren't, they're rare that they come along, but. Dak Prescott was a fourth-round pick. The only issue for me with Hall is his stature. He's just not a big guy at all. They list him at yeah. six foot, and I'm not sure he's that big. So they're going to have to do certain things to make sure that he can see down the field. We won't see nearly the number of five-step drops that we saw with Cousins. I yeah. think we're going to see a lot more sprint out, roll out, use some of his athleticism. They're going to have to change the offense quite a bit. He's got a chance to succeed, but I'm just concerned about his size a little bit. Yeah, there seems to be a lot of those guys, though, right now. I yeah. mean, you look at Kyler Murray, you look at Bryce Young. Bryce Young? Yeah. I mean, some of these guys are not very big. Yeah. Um, when yeah. you look at them, they're, they're small. Um, and I, how big is even the USC quarterback? You know, the, Caleb Williams, he's 6'3". Yeah. Yeah. He is, okay. Yep, yep. So, you know, there seems to be a number of those guys, you know, not the big, like you said, 6'3", six, 6'4", six, guy that's going to stand in the pocket. But I, I hope he uses legs where it's appropriate. I hope he doesn't just bail, you know, because – but I also think some of those young guys want to prove they're not just a running quarterback. 
and sometimes that hurts them too, where they sit there and sit there, and I'm like, you need to run a little bit. You That's need, Justin Fields. You, know, you might as well. Yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like okay, you're not a very good thrower, so maybe until you figure that out. Um, maybe you have to use your feet a little bit. Yeah. But I think at the same time, that'll pose some problems initially for the the other teams that we play. And, you know, if we can just build some momentum and then also understand what do we need to do around him to, you know, put him in the best position, I mean, it's it's going to be a whole new thing for us to watch, which is kind of kind of entertaining at this point, too, I guess. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't even know what our odds are, but we're not very far out of the playoffs. But obviously we got to we got to rattle off some wins. Actually, if the playoffs started today, the Vikings would be in uh, as the last okay. wild card team because they've added on uh, wild card teams. So that uh, they are right in the thick of the hunt. You know, there are small quarterbacks playing, but they aren't winning. You know, the top quarterbacks are all big guys, uh, big guys that can move. You know, uh, Mahomes is six three and two thirty, and Josh Allen is six five and two forty. You think about the top quarterbacks uh, in the game. They're big guys. Yes, there's a lot of small guys playing, but you don't see them winning at a top level. Now, I know Drew Brees right. wasn't terribly big. He maybe wasn't even six foot that they listed him at. But, you know, that's a few years ago now, too. So I, I guess I just have a bias against small quarterbacks. I like him to be a big guy who can sling it from the pocket, which kind of what Cousins was. He just wasn't quite mobile enough. So let me ask you this. is uh, Do we bring Cousins back? Do you think they're going to ex- – bring him back, sign him to a new contract after this year, or are they going to dip their toe into a first-round quarterback pool? Yeah, I think some of it will probably depend on um, what pick they end up with, I suppose, in the draft. Yep. I don't know. I mean, a lot of it with Kirk is going to come down to the money and how much does he going to command, demand. But, I mean, there's going to be teams that are going to want Kirk, too. So, yep. you know, no, kind of a feeling situation in a way. Obviously, a little bit hotter commodity Kirk will be, and he couldn't have um, – he couldn't have been playing any better at the time he was done. I don't know if right. that would have been, you know, the injury poses something at his age, I suppose, too. But um, it's kind of interesting. Him and Rodgers with the same injury. Yeah. Uh, kind of similar, you know, similar stages of their careers. But I don't know, Todd. It's going to happen here. I guess I'm just going to try to enjoy each Sunday and hope they That's right. reach off some, scratch off some wins, and I hope they stay competitive. How are you watching this Sunday's game, then? Well, that's a good question. If <laughs> possible, I mean, some of the guys have satellites, so if the game, if we're able to get the game, if we're able to get that channel, just kind of depends on what service you have. And I mean, the service up there is not good. All right. So I mean, there's pockets. You're lucky if you're in your deer stand. Sometimes you'll get a bar or two, so you can at least check on the scores. But yeah. a lot of times, right where we have camp, there is hardly any reception. Like. You can't hardly make a call or anything like that. Which well, I'll send you. Okay. I'll send you some text messages so you can keep up to date on what's going on. All right. Yeah, we we can keep up to date. We got <laughs> fantasy implications, and of course, that's right. That's, you got lucky and beat me. You were lucky and beat me. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> hey, I gotta let you go. Hey, uh, Man, we uh, could talk about that. For 20 <laughs> I know. Hey, have a safe and successful hunt to all you guys up there in your party. All right. Okay, thanks, Todd. I appreciate it. Jeff Fash and Brooks Ash joining us here on the Todd and Friends Podcast. It's brought to you by Heritage Bank, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Watch for future episodes of the Todd and Friends Podcast at kwlm.com or on the air here at KWLM, 1340 AM and 96.3 FM.